What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatovito Boxing Show. And uh, hey, the, the weights are in after a four or five week delay, uh, which we saw due to the uh, due to the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, that weekend, uh, pretty much all sports were brought to a halt, along with um, with soccer events and boxing events and you name it. Uh, not just sports, but but pretty much concerts and everything was brought to to an end during that weekend, uh, succeeding the uh, the passing of the queen, and uh, and one of the big fights that was affected that weekend happened to be the uh, the big showdown between Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall, the co-main event, um, which has also been building up a lot of hype, and uh, and possibly has me a little bit more intrigued. Uh, and I'm not going to say possibly. I'm I'm really really intrigued and looking forward more to the co-main event than the main event. Even though I'm very interested in Shields and Marshall uh, because of the history between the two fighters and the way that that the fight came about. Uh, the co-main event is one that just has my attention, and that's between Michaela Mayer and uh, and Alicia Baumgartner. Uh, it's been building up so nice, and uh, and it's the dislike borderline hatred between those two women is uh it's just it's crazy man there's so much venom between the two there's so much dislike uh and uh and it's it's just very intriguing to me because i can't call it as to who would win that fight nonetheless this big delay that we experienced four week five week delay uh it's finally here october 15th both um both events, they all four women made weight, and uh, all titles on the line for, for Clarissa Shields against Savannah Marshall. Um, we got this fight for the undisputed middleweight uh, title, basically. All titles on the line. Uh, Savannah Marshall is uh, is bringing the um, the WBO, I believe, is the uh, the title that she's. And I'll double check here for you. Yep. So she's a WBO. So many titles that I get them mixed up. So Savannah Marshall stepping in as a WBO champ. Uh, Clarissa Shields has every other title there is in that weight division. Uh, Savannah Marshall has a 12 and 0 record as does Clarissa Shields. Savannah Marshall has 10 victories of those 12 have come by way of knockouts. So 10 knockouts to her credit out of the 12 and 0 record. Clarissa Shields is 12-0 with two knockouts. Now, the argument is, and you could make this clear argument, that when you look at their resumes, Clarissa Shields has had a pretty much tough go. Every single fight is fighting one of the best or one of the near best uh, at whatever division she's fighting in. Every single one of those names is recognizable in Clarissa Shields' resume versus that of Savannah Marshall has taken a little bit of an easier uh, route. Nonetheless, impressive. 10 knockouts by, and 12-0. and 0. Clarissa Shields 12-0 and 0 with two knockouts. The power seems to lie on the end of Savannah Marshall. Uh, Self-proclaimed. Uh, she said she was going to knock out Clarissa Shields as she had the power to stop Clarissa Shields. And... No one's been able to do that yet. No one's been able to stop Clarissa Shields, not just defeat her, but no one's been able to stop her in her tracks and really have her reset and uh, and go to plan B or plan C. No one's been able to put Clarissa Shields in danger. Uh, now, you got at least evident danger to where you're starting to think that Clarissa Shields is going to be losing, uh, losing the fight. Uh, Clarissa Shields 
has good power on her end, possesses good power, good speed. And uh, and I think the fight, I see Clarissa Shields beating Savannah Marshall. Savannah Marshall is more of a, a roundy uh, type punch. She does more of the, the roundabout hooks, uh, utilizes more hooks to the outside of the face and the outside of the head and power punches, haymakers and power punches. Um, not a lot of body work, whereas Clarissa Shields tends to attack down the center. She's more of a sniper, attacks down the barrel. Most of her punches are lined up to the center of the face. And uh, and I think that inside attack from close range is going to be where Clarissa Shields will capitalize and open up her, her spots to where she could throw the overhand uh, punches, the overhand right that she's often, that she's often known for throwing. So I see, I favor Clarissa Shields, not just because she has more titles, not just for anything. Listen, they have identical records, 12 and 0, both of them. I think the 10 knockouts to Savannah Marshall's record is hard to ignore and hard to, uh, to, pin the power against her. The power is definitely an advantage. Uh, the advantage that I see for Savannah Marshall stepping into the ring here tomorrow night. Uh, whereas I see everything else as an advantage for Clarissa Shields, ring generalship, footwork, um, and boxing skill overall, the boxing knowledge that Clarissa Shields has and, and the way she's able to switch up her attack. Um, that's how I see Clarissa Shields winning this down the center creating openings to be able to land her power. Uh, I don't I don't see Clarissa Shields stopping Savannah Marshall, but I definitely don't see Clarissa Shields losing either. I think this is going to go all 10 rounds, and um, and I think Savannah Marshall might get opened up on uh, on that fight. We go to the co-main event, and the co-main event is the one that I was mentioning that is, uh, it's an intriguing matchup for me because of the buildup, because of the disdain that these two women have for one another. They've been going back and forth since Baumgartner uh, stopped Terry Harper in her tracks and lifted the title from her. Uh, Michaela Mayer stepping into the ring with um, with her two titles. Uh, she's going to be stepping in with the, uh, the IBF and the WBO um, Super Featherweight 130-pound titles, whereas... Baumgartner is bringing the WBC 130-pound title, and she also won the IBO, which we've mentioned in prior episodes. Not one of the major sanctioning body titles, but uh, nonetheless, is a title that Terry Harper had. Very prominent, very, very popular title in in Europe and in the UK. Anthony Joshua lost that title to Usyk and, and so forth. So you see that title changing hands often in the UK, or at least being carried by some of the big names Um out there in the UK and, and, and throughout Europe, where you have her bringing the IBL title. The IBL title is also going to be on the line, but Michaela Mayer has been often arguing with Baumgartner that she doesn't really care about that title. The one that she wants is a WBC trying to unify the four major sanctioning body titles. So she brings two titles with their IBF and WBO. Baumgartner brings a WBC and the IBO, uh, the WBC, uh, obviously the, the major uh, of the four sanctioning bodies and the most popular of the four sanctioning body titles. Now, Baumgartner, when she stopped Terry Harper, she stopped her with power, stopped her in her tracks and knocked her out on her feet to where the referee had to step in and stop the fight before Baumgartner continued to land her power, her, her punches. So the power advantage, again, is going to be going to Baumgartner. Easily, hands down, the power advantage is going to Baumgartner. The boxing ability, the uh, the more refined boxing is definitely going to uh, lie on on the favor and and favor uh, Michaela Mayer. 
also the styles are very contrasting here. Michaela Mayer likes to fight down and fight down to the height of her opponents, uh, often making it a phone booth style fight, uh, just like we saw her against Hamadouche. Uh, she likes to fight at close range and deliver her, her punches that way and deliver her attacks that way. Hamadouche could handle a lot of pain and was able to handle a lot of punches, whereas most other fighters wouldn't. Uh, Michaela Mayer possesses power, but not the stopping power like Baumgartner. So we're going to give Mayer the advantage as far as boxing ability. I think footwork is pretty even here. Power definitely lies on the side of, of Baumgartner. And Michaela Mayer, for me, if I, I don't know how to call this fight. I have it a 50-50 fight right now. I think if she makes it a close-range fight to where she's able to attack Baumgartner, keep her at close range, and keep that overhand at close range, I think Michaela Mayer will be favored in this fight to win a close range fight or to win a boxing fight where Michaela Mayer is able to make it a boxing fight, utilize her footwork, and keep Baumgartner at bay, always mitigating and keeping an eye on that overhand right hand punch by Baumgartner. If she's able to keep that punch at bay and basically neutralize it, Michaela Mayer should cruise to a decision victory and stop Baumgartner. Just outbox her, outskill, and outsmart her. If she makes it a close-range fight, she has to be able to uh, basically attack Baumgartner, uh, punches to the body, punches to the head, and clinch in order to keep Baumgartner from landing that one big hit. She possesses a lot of power in that hand and possesses a lot of power in her left hand whenever it's the left hand is dangerous for Baumgartner at close range with an uppercut, uh, whether it be uppercut to the body or uppercut to Michaela Mayer. The right hand is the one that's the big haymaker for Baumgartner. So Mayer's going to have to move in and out, clinch or stay outside the whole time. Keep moving to the right and away from their right hand so it doesn't land flush and uh, and utilize her defense. That's the only way that I see Michaela Mayer pulling this out. For Baumgartner, I don't think making it a boxing match against Michaela Mayer is going to favor her, so she's going to have to dirty it up and land that power. And when she lands that power, she's going to gain the respect of Michaela Mayer. I think Mayer gets busted up in this fight, and that's the keys to the fight. Mayer has to win by either one of those two plans, either making it an inside fight and being able to move in, move out, and clinch, disrupting the flow and the rhythm of Baumgartner, or staying outside the entire time and boxing from a range, from an outside range. Baumgartner just has to dirty it up and land that power. Whether it be inside, close range, or with the haymaker, that haymaker is going to land, and when it does, it's going to shake up Mayer. Too many of those, and we may have a new champion, a unified champ at 130, and Michaela Mayer's uh, Michaela Mayer may suffer a loss, her first loss of her career, and possibly a knockout loss if she gets caught with some of that Baumgartner power. 17-0 with five knockouts is how Michaela Mayer is going to be stepping into the ring, whereas Baumgartner has a defeat. She was actually defeated before. She has a 12-1 record with seven knockouts. Again, similar to what we mentioned with Between Shields and Savannah Marshall, the resume of Michaela Mayer is a little bit more impressive than actually a lot more impressive than Baumgartner's but Baumgartner ended up taking Terry Harper just stopping her in her tracks and then she ended up having a uh, fighting Edith Matisse 
who had a 17 and 11 record. So definitely not the, uh, not the absolute best, but more of a journeyman style fighter. Terry Harper's only loss to date, uh, is basically at the hands of Alicia Baumgartner. And you saw what Terry Harper just did here a couple weeks ago where she ended up, uh, uh, winning a title in a different division now. So 12 and one, seven knockouts for Baumgartner, whereas Michaela Mayer stepping in with that perfect 17 and 0 record and five knockouts. Does Michaela Mayer possess enough power to stop Baumgartner? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Baumgartner has the power to stop Mayer. I think Michaela Mayer is going to need to outsmart and outskill Baumgartner. And she mentioned it at the conference, at the last press conference they had before the weigh-ins. Yesterday, she made it very clear. She's like, I'm going to outbox you. I'm going to outsmart her. And uh, and that's, that's the key. That's the key for Mayer to to win the fight. She's calling it exactly like that. I think the Tyson effect may kick in here where if you get hit, once you get punched in the face, you easily resort to plan B or plan C. And if you don't have either of those, then plan A just goes out the window and, and you're done. And that's usually what everybody happened, right? During the press conferences with Mike Tyson back in the day, it was that. It was they, they were going to do this. They were going to do that to him. He's not known for this. He's not known for that. And he would just basically answer that everything is a beautiful plan until you get punched in the face, right? And and uh, and that's that's how I see this. Baumgartner, when she hits Mayer, how's Mayer going to respond? She's known for taking a lot of damage. She's known for getting hit a lot. She exposes her face more than she should. I see her getting busted up. But I also see her lasting. Uh, if she's able to outlast uh, and, and withstand the storm of Baumgartner, I think she will box herself to a victory and be a unified champ and continue en route to her becoming an undisputed champ. Uh, if she can't handle the power, Baumgartner's going to shock the world once again, and possibly win knockout of the year uh, this year, or at least be en route to it. Um, very, very intriguing. And if you've seen the whole lead up to it, I mean, the way they talk to each other, they're pushing each other around. There was even a kick after the weigh-in, uh, a kick on behalf of Mayer to, to Baumgartner. Baumgartner pushes Mayer. Mayer ends up kicking because she had her hands busy holding all her belts. And they just get in each other's faces during each face-off and press conference and just the disdain between these two. So... I'm very excited for this. I hope you guys are too. Tune in. Don't miss these fights. It's a big, big, um, all women led card, all women fights, uh, on this card. And, uh, and it couldn't be any better. I mean, Alicia Baumgartner and Michaela Mayer could be a main event on their own, all on their own. And they could easily sell pay-per-views, let alone, uh, serving as a co-main event to Shields Marshall. This is the perfect rival to Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, who had a co-main event of um, Franchon Cruz de Zern against Elin Sederus. Uh, that was big enough for women. This one seems to be even bigger, and it's looking like it's going to be even bigger than, uh, than, than the one that I just mentioned between Serrano and Taylor. So I can't wait. I hope you guys tune in and I want to hear from you guys. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, the show's Instagram page, Tomatoito Boxing Show. Uh, feel free to comment on there. You, you could see the posts. You could follow me on there and, uh, and you could, you could converse with me. 
make sure you guys comment and I'm always checking that page. So I'll be, I'll be getting right back at you. Uh, as soon as you guys post a comment, if you guys are scoring the fight, let me know how you guys see it. And, uh, and I'll see you guys on the, uh, on the recap episode. Thank you guys for all the love. Take care of yourselves. Salute.